When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Bleachers and Speakers. I'm your host, June. I got my boy Foster with me. What's up, man? Hey, man. Feeling good. It's Victory Tuesday. Ah. Yeah, it's always easier to do a, a show after a victory. Uh, but we, we can't celebrate too long. We got another game coming up. And what me and Foster decided to do was to do a preview, a quick preview of the Lions versus a Minnesota game because this game is just as an as important. Uh, the Lions aren't quite out the woods yet as far as the division. Uh, we have to at least split one of these games to be guaranteed uh, the division. And I'm talking about this uh, game versus Minnesota or the game at home versus Minnesota. And I don't want to be the one to have to wait to the second game versus Minnesota to clinch. I want it, I want it over with. I want it the division one. So we're going to break this down. We're going to talk about Minnesota. And Foster, let me ask you, man, what are your concerns about this game? Because I know going into the Denver game, there were a bunch of glaring concerns. But watching them play versus Denver, I feel a little bit better. Feel a lot better. I was kind of skeptical myself. How do you feel, Foss? Um, my biggest concern is the passing attack, honestly. Um, Mullins, when I look at – I watched the game, of course, but um, when I look at his numbers, he had a he had a good game. He only yeah. had seven incompletions, 26 uh, completions out of 33. Um, he had 300 yards passing and two touchdowns, but he also had two interceptions. Right. Those those few um, those few mistakes he he made, you know, ultimately did burn him. Um, the one interception I remember you telling me about it because I did miss this particular play where he was mm-hmm. falling down and he literally threw it off of the <sighs> defender and 
it just coincidentally ended up what catching it with his chest, like it hit his chest, and he thought he was throwing it into the ground, and he went to the sideline like I was threw it away, I threw it away, and it was like, yeah, you threw it away, but you threw it into a defender's chest, and he caught it. Right, and the other interception I did catch was in the red zone. It was, mm-hmm. I know, it was kind of in a crucial area. So um, those couple of mistakes ended up hurting them uh, when it's all said and done. But um, Addison had two. Addison had two uh, t- receiving touchdowns. Uh, Justin Justin Jefferson had a nice little bounce back game as well. Um, so the passing attack is is going to be on full display. I'm sure they're not a big running game. Well, no, I take that back. Ty Chandler who. I can't even say I know who that is, but he had 100 yards rushing as well. So um, overall, I don't I don't think that's I don't think the rushing attack is their primary, you know, their you know primary attack. But um, yeah, I I I am looking to see what how the Lions uh, line up against him and who is going to be going. If you got Justin Jefferson. We got to assume that's probably going to be Cam's, the person that he, Cam is going to shadow. So with the you know carousel that is the outside cornerback on the other side, whether it be Vildor or uh, Dorsey. Dorsey or Jerry, possibly Jerry Jacobs as well, um, somebody is going to have to contain him because uh, that's serious. Dude, Addison had, three t- had two touchdowns. So – um, that's my biggest, my, that's my biggest concern more than anything. I think we continue to stop the run. We've done that a great job of that all year. Um, Mullins is not a running quarterback, so we don't, we don't have to worry about him, uh, getting loose in the secondary. And, uh, as far as the defense, the defense kind of got the, the Vikings defense kind of got torched. Uh, Browning had 300 yards passing and, uh, wait, 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 wait. So you mean to tell me that this unstoppable defense got torched by a backup. Um, so l- let me, let me add context to this unstoppable defense. <laughs> My good buddies over there at uh, the Vikings affiliate where we do the NFC North division talks. He said that the Vikings defense was unstoppable. That's what he, he said. Say that he did say that, and uh, he gave up three touchdowns in the fourth quarter in overtime. Oh. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they do have a good defense. They do have a good defense, and but I just, you know, they had no business losing that game to Cincinnati. They were they were winning. They were in control most of the game. And uh, to give up those touchdowns in the fourth quarter and overtime is just it doesn't bode well. But at the same time, I, I'm not feeling sorry for them. Not um, this. We that's a team we have to face. We have to look at the uh, game tapes as far as Lions personnel, coaches, and and figure out because that that offense they have a passing offense that is very very good even with uh without Kirk Cousins. So that tells you how good the wide receivers how good the wide receivers are. And they have TJ Hawkinson who doesn't disappoint. He's uh putting up numbers and he's getting big catches. Uh he's actually fit he fits very well 
in the Minnesota Vikings offense, and he's he's not he's putting up numbers. So, uh, although we do have Sam Laporta, they got TJ, and TJ is not disappointed since he's gotten over there, and he's been playing solid all year. And for them to have the quarterback carousel that they've had, they're still pretty good on offense. They use the run to uh, set to keep defenses honest, and they do have two capable running backs. So, um, but the offensive line is uh, hit or miss. They deal with a lot of injuries, like we all have. But uh, they're doing a pretty solid job considering the facts. But they are a very, very good team and should not be slept on at all. And the first game, this game this week, is it on Christmas Eve? It's on Sunday? It's on Sunday, yep. Yeah, it's on Sunday, and uh, it's at Minnesota, correct? Correct. Yeah, so that's something we have to deal with. They have everything to play for. Um, They're fighting for a spot. so uh, it's, uh, it's they're not gonna they're gonna try to handle business. So we got uh, a nice uh, challenge ahead of us. Uh, what up, Hatter's House? Hatter's House said your lines are winning out if the O line stays healthy. I I think they're a different team when everybody on the O line is present. When Ragnow is ever able to play and uh, Decker, and we have Decker and Sewell. And uh, and Frank Ragnow, they're a better, better offensive line. Uh, of course, Glasgow's Glasgow's pretty good as well. So when we're healthy on the offensive line, it's a different team out there. And when we're not turning the ball over, we're a different team. We're a good team. We're not turning the ball over. So, but Minnesota presents a challenge. They have everything to play for. They could actually win the division. If they win both games versus the Lions and they beat Green Bay, Green Bay, they could actually win the division still. Mm. That's considering how bad they played at the beginning of the season, you know, and that's another thing I want to say, Foster. The Vikings fans, now every Viking fan that I know of, they've been cheering from day one, they never threw in the towel. They never said, you know, and we, you, you, you've been around Dave Foster. He still believes in this team. He doesn't like when they lose, he says what they, you know, what's, what's going on. He keeps it real, but he doesn't talk bad about his team. And he still thinks his team can get into the playoffs and win a game in the playoffs or two. He still believes that on the other hand here, we go nine and four, and the fan bases we won't win another game. Fire Aaron Glenn. Uh, I mean, I think that they. I mean, I, I think that the fact that they bounced back so well early on after the Kirk Cousins injury, they were just kind. Of, they they had a, um, like you said, they're playing with house money, and you know if they can still manage to make things, you know doable without their starting quarterback they can't what can you really be mad about they're on the they're on the they've had four quarterback can you imagine it i don't even want to imagine yeah being on your fourth quarterback thus far for the year it's crazy and still being in the race like how can you what can you 
possibly trip about when when you've done when you've continued to be competitive with all that happening. So can you I, I can imagine understand. if Kirk Cousins was just healthy though, how good they would be? Yeah, which yeah, yeah. they were kind of fraudulent last year with, with him playing the whole time. So yeah. yeah. But but they would well, be I think they would be better than the six and seven. Yeah. Yeah. I think Dobbs, I think the I think the change up with Dobbs and the little bit of um before people figured him out, I think that helped them. The fact that people that they brought he brought a different wrinkle because he won a couple games, right? Before they got him up out yeah, of here. He won a couple games, but he they yeah. I think it was the uh Raiders game when he lost three to nothing. They was like, Okay, this is enough. Yeah, yeah, we can't <laughs> no. We can't we get, get shut out. Like, <laughs> yeah, we need a spark. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's exactly what happened. They uh they wound up pulling him. I don't think he got hurt, but they pulled him in the Raiders game. That was the, the ugly game where uh they scored three points in the fourth quarter. They won three nothing. And it looked like a, a baseball score as comparison to a, a football score. Yeah, was that the A's versus the uh, Twins out there? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh, no, they're not in Oakland anymore. My bad. But that's the you know you, you got to go by that. That's what you know they know for the Oakland Raiders. So. But even though they're the Las Vegas Raiders, but yeah, I get it. But, that's where the A's are going though. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to Las Vegas. Two thousand and twenty-eight or something. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. But yeah. Um, I think uh, there's some very there's some keys to the game that I think the the Lions can do to uh, to handle to win this game, and we'll talk about this uh, after the break. Okay, so this is how we're gonna do this, Foster. I'm gonna say a key to the game and explain it. And then you think of a key to the game, what you feel, and we'll go, we'll just go back and forth with that. Okay. Okay. One of the keys to the game is the turnover game. We have to win on the turnover game. We cannot turn the ball over uh, more than Minnesota. Now I'm not going to sit up here and say, Hey, we can't turn. We shouldn't turn the ball over at all because we know how that goes. Uh, I don't expect the Lions to turn the ball over a lot. However, we have to. Uh, <laughs> we have to. I don't know what Jody's talking about, but we have to uh, win the turnover battle. Uh, we need to <laughs> create, create, create turnovers and not so much turn the ball over. I think. Golf, if he makes sound decisions, throw the throws the ball away when he has to, and ball security is at a premium. Zero, like Jody said, zero interceptions will be great. Boss, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, that, that's definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think if we if we really sat down and looked at. Um, turnover differential and and games where we um, won, won versus lost them. I would I would venture to say that in games where we were 
um, plus on the plus side of the differential, I mean, the plus side of turnovers, we were probably nearly undefeated. So I think that I think I definitely think that's a huge uh, key. Uh, the biggest one for me is um, protecting Jared Goff. Um, we, we've been privy to a lot of the information as far as how their, their defense operates, as far as blitzing and putting a lot of guys in the box and causing confusion and chaos down there. And um, with a pass rusher um, by the likes of uh, Dan, Daniel Hunter, and it's mm-hmm. spelled like Danielle, which is weird, but his name <laughs> is, I think, Daniel Hunter. Um, he's don't don't uh, make you mad. Hey, yeah, I, hey, he he know how his name spelled, but anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be very imperative that we do what we need to do to protect him. I don't know if he's on the opposite side of Sewell or on his side, but he can definitely. Um, I, I think that he he poses the biggest um, the biggest concern for me. Um, as far as as far as protecting golf, um, they also have guys like uh, Harrison Smith, who, who's been there for a very long time, and Josh Metellus, who you're very familiar with mm-hmm. um, because he attended Michigan, mm-hmm. um, and also Byron Murphy as well. So they they got some they got some 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 names on that on the defensive side. Um, they they ranked 13th overall, um, which is pretty solid. They're fifth against the run. So they are they are very sound against the run and they're 17th against the pass. So there's definitely some going to be some opportunities to make some plays down the field. And uh, hopefully with the amount of weapons that we had and the momentum that we're carrying from the Broncos game where we put up 41 points, hopefully we can continue that effort. But protection is going to be the the most important, I think. Yeah, I agree. I can't agree more. Um one point of emphasis and key to the game is I know you mentioned that the Vikings are number five against the run. Yeah. However, if we're able to be effective running the ball, that makes things for golf that much easier. This offense operates very well when when we're able to work out of second and five, second and six, as opposed to second and eight. Third and twelve, or like Third second and twelve. And 12. You know, uh, <laughs> what they call staying on schedule, right? You know, first down, you get four or five yards, and I think once that happens on a consistent basis, it opens up a lot of things with Laporta, with St. Brown, uh, J-Mo, um, Gibbs out of the backfield. Uh, Montgomery can get those tough yards, four or five yards you know, on a consistent basis. I know that's a tall order for an average, but uh, keeping you know in mind. You know how many yards he averaged? Not to cut your wisdom, but you know how many yards uh, Gibbs averaged in that last game? How many? Per per rush, I want to say he averaged around nine, but I want to look it up just, yeah, 11 carries for 100 yards. So yeah. what is that, just under 10? Yeah. Yeah, so about nine yards. That yeah. is, if you mm-hmm. can get that type, of, if you can get, that doesn't happen on a regular though. No, it, and it couldn't. It, it's no. impossible. But if you could get anywhere near even half of that, I mean, five is pretty. Five is pretty solid. Yeah. But if you could get like Very seven good. per carry, that you are just gouging 
you're just nonstop gouging the defense. And that if you, just if kills If you think them. about it, if you get seven yards of carry, you're just going to hand the ball off on first and second down. And you, <laughs> well, that's a first down. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So then you, you just – but what happens is when you get those those tough yards on first and second down and you have a third and short, it opens up your playbook. And you have the defense guessing. Are they going to continue to run? Are they going to throw a pass? You want them to be guessing. You don't want them to have third and nine when they know they have to – you have to pass and they just pin their ears back. And they pin their ears back and they just prepare for the pass. So, And with a team that likes to blitz like that, they – I feel like that hurt – you know, that hurts them to yeah. to give up that amount of – you know, it – this opens things up being able to run the ball. Yeah. I, I don't think they I think they might they could very well change their philosophy as far as blitzing because that plays right until the short passing game. Uh right. St. Brown Laporta. Uh, you know, D- Detroit's not known to 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 have seven step drops or and and to throw deep. We don't we know we like the the intermediate routes and stuff like that. So uh, that plays in Detroit's favor. They're going to have to drop. They're going to have to have some uh, some uh, coverage packages um, and stuff like that. And that if they're getting to the, I don't know how good they are with the blitz or how good they are without blitzing getting to the quarterback. But they're going to have to create pressure without blitzing so much because with JMO coming out of the backfield and 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 you got Laporta and St. Brown running intermediate routes. It could it, it, it could be a disaster. It could be a long day for Minnesota. And that's why it's even more imperative to be able to slow down uh, Daniel Hart, uh, Daniel Hunter because he is their number one pass rusher. Yeah. So, and like I said, we have a we have a pretty good offensive line when healthy. Um, that offensive line looked uh, great. Versus Denver, and Denver has a pretty good defense as well. I don't know what their defense is ranked, but they have a pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point, it just didn't look that way. You know, it didn't look that good with the Lions' offense. I think they scored five touchdowns in a row, five possessions. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, hey, that that's deflating. That's I don't care what team you have. <laughs> You give up five touchdowns in a row, their, their defense is going to be like, looking when does at each the other. rain stop? Like, yeah, yeah, like that's uh, a lot. They, they're going to be looking at each other like, man, what are we doing? Did we kick any field goals? No, score is 42 17. Right. So we had six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. Yeah. I, I didn't, I don't remember. I don't, yeah, I, I didn't recall any. <laughs> I don't think so. It was seven, seven, it was six touchdowns. And they scored like, like they went like the first couple possessions without scoring. And then next thing you know, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. The floodgates touchdown. opened up. Half, touchdown, touchdown. You know, it's like, you know, back to back to back every possession. And that's what you want to see as far as efficiency. Uh, the, the, the Vikings have a lot to look forward tape-wise and study because the Lions can do so many things. Like, we can run the ball. We can, we can, we can throw – over the middle. I mean, the one thing that we don't do well is throw the ball downfield. And when you have a blitzing defense like that, it doesn't bode well anyway. But I got a feeling though. You know, 
Lions can lull you to sleep on offense. They, they just they'll they'll get those safeties to cheat up, and they'll they'll get J-Mo deep. They'll get behind the defense. Just got to get it to him. Yeah, early. Got to early. Go I feel like you got early. Get Not when you're in early. trouble. And it just opens it opens everything up once once they have to respect and um, and honor the fact that we can open the top. I think the Lions get in trouble, though, when they have to play catch-up. When they get a, let a team get ahead of them, and, uh, and I'll give you the perfect game, uh, Baltimore. It got to a point where you couldn't run the ball. You had to pass. And if you look at the second-half stats, offensive, it was pretty good offensive half. It's just at that point, you have to pass the ball. Can't run it. Because you're so behind, and uh, they get in trouble when they let allow a team to 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 be ahead of them. Um, that happened with uh, the Bears, the first game. Uh, it happened with the Green Bay in the second game. They let them get ahead, double digits, and now you're playing catch up. And so, uh, what what the Lions need to do is to make sure uh, they are staying with within reach, if not leading the way, and or making them play catch up. One of the two. You know, stay within dry, striking distance. And uh, I think I think this first game is gonna be crazy. Um, and what's even crazier, it's on Christmas Eve, Foster. You got plans for Christmas? Oh yeah, you know, I got family and and uh you know uh, I, I have definitely some obligations as far as uh, holiday stuff. I'll obligations. Be running, I'll be running around. Obligations mean sales. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Money don't sleep, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we talking uh, frontline apparel sales. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it couldn't be better. Uh, New Year, I mean, Christmas Eve football. I can't remember the last time we had a a, a, a good Lions team playing on New Year, on Christmas Eve. It only happens every couple, you know, in the rotation of years. Yeah, but I'm saying like seven years ago or whenever it was, the Lions weren't good like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, they might have yeah. been. That was 2016. They might have been. They might have been all right around that time. They might have been, but it's still going to be a good weekend. It's Christmas weekend. Um, get to watch football. Um, I know. I I believe that the um, the Lions will win Sunday. Um, we need to. I don't want any pressure going into this Dallas game. I don't want any pressure. And you know, if if the Lions play good and win out. That changes a lot, especially with the Eagles continuing to. It changes a lot. Um, That means thirteen and four. Uh, You're you're very well looking at a second seed. Uh, You could be you could very well be even or ahead of the Giants. I mean, of the Eagles and Dallas. I don't think uh, Frisco's Frisco has two challenging games. They have the Ravens. 
They have the Ravens and they have um, Rams. The Rams at the end of the year. You know, I so, don't know how difficult that game will be, but well, they play each other pretty competitively. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's that's never a, a giving game. Like that's like a low key rivalry right now in that division. Rams so, will be playing for their life at that point too. Yeah. So um, they're at what ten and three. Eleven and three. Uh, San Francisco. Yeah, eleven and three. I think they have eleven because eleven and three, yeah. and they have we're tied with games. a couple teams for ten. But yeah, yeah, they have two tough games, and you know, at thirteen, if Lions went out. Uh, that's the best case scenario. Now, worst case scenario is the Lions drop these last three, and wild card. Yeah, something you don't want. No man, don't no. Want that. Don't want that. I want a first round buy. That would be great. That'll give another uh, week to heal. Uh, and Foster, I'm looking for like we're getting close to that time where CJ's will be back and Houston will be back. We're getting close to it, and I think in a couple of weeks they'll both be back. And. You saw what happens when we get that other pass rusher on the other side. Open things up, didn't it? It's a big difference. Uh, and it's just – I don't want to downplay him, but it's just Irvin. Like, he's 36 years old, you know what I'm saying, hasn't played much football, and he's making a difference on that other side. Now, statistic, statistically it doesn't show, but the pressure that's coming from the other side, it's it's apparent. Mm-hmm. And it's, cha- it's, it's changing things, so – uh, I agree, Jody. Jody said we're not losing all three. No, no, I don't think so. I think we went two out of the three. Yeah, I think we went two out of three. I think we went two out of three. Uh, regardless of what happens Sunday, I think we went two out of three because it's going to be a must-win game. So yeah, so I think we're going to win two out of three, and I, I just believe those two would be against Minnesota. <laughs> I just, I just do. I think we're going to win sun, Sunday, and I think at home, last game of the season, we're going to win. So, Foster, do you have anything you want to get say before we get out of here? You know, um, it's going to be a tough game for sure. Um, Minnesota's got to feel like their back is against the wall. Um, a win or a tie versus them is a clinches a playoff birth for us so that's huge for us um, but going into going into minnesota uh with yeah going into minnesota is gonna it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be tough be like i said tough. the passing attack is is top notch seventh in the league um and i just looked at uh, daniel hunter's stats 15 and a half sacks with three games left that is a lot i don't know how many does Strahan have because that was the the when i'm sure he's nowhere near the record but Huh? When did eighteen? Is it just eighteen? Now I gotta look and see what the sack record is. I, 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 know I think it's in the twenties, though. But back then they played sixteen games. It wasn't seven. Right, right. Hmm. Um, it says twenty-three by Bruce uh, Bruce Smith, but I, I could have sworn Strahan broke it. Yeah, Strahan did break it. Uh, Twenty-two and a half. Okay. Jody Joe says, last thing I want to say is Laporta is the GOAT. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. How many did he have? Straight hand? 21? Two and a, 22 and a half. Yeah. 
And that was in 16 games. And that was in 16 games. So, but 15 and a half is a lot. Of That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, yeah, Hutch has like five. But anyways, anywho. He has six and a half. Yeah, yeah, he, he got one. He got one. Was it last <laughs> week or don't downplay Hutch, man? Hey, that's he man. went a long time without a sack, though. He went a really long time without a sack. But yeah, at any rate, it, it's gonna be very imperative to to slow him down. Um, and you gotta deal with Hawk. You gotta deal with, you know, you, if you don't think Hawk not about to try to, you know, get off on us, that that's you know, you're sadly mistaken. So um yeah, between Addison, Hawk, and and Justin Jefferson, we got our hands full on the defensive side. So, but well, we're getting we're getting healthier on the defensive side. I feel like we've made some adjustments. You can say I feel like Aaron Glenn. One of the one of the adjustments that people, um, we, everybody's ranting and raving about Ify right now, but um, moving him in in place of Tracy Walker was not the most obvious move to make. I mean, Tracy Walker hasn't had a terrible year, but we've seen what the impact has been. So um, I'm hoping that we can continue to get some pressure and um, be effective um, with our blitzing and uh, and try to squeak out a game in Minnesota. As much as I would love to say that we're going to just run through Minnesota, I, no. I, it's going to be tough to do, especially in Minnesota. So we know how the NFC North operates um has operated this year it has not been easy um but i'm like 50 i'm i'm like 50 50 on it but i'm i'm excited i i'm i feel like there's definitely an opportunity for us to um have a sigh of relief early you know early on in the year and not have to worry about beating minnesota at home or going to dallas and beating them mm. um but Dallas got smoked by Buffalo. So we'll, Buffalo, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how. Yeah, yeah, it's in Buffalo, but we'll, we'll see how they how they uh bounce back from that. Because between them and the Eagles, that's two tough ones right there. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we will be we'll foster. We got something to decide, though. We'll, we'll be here Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve show. Doing a recap? Yeah, probably. All right. We'll probably be back here to do a recap. What day is it? That's so that's sad. That's uh Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Probably do a recap Christmas Eve. Uh right after the game. Uh, that's a day game? I think it's at one o'clock. Okay. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I think the uh the prime time games is Dallas. Okay. It's the next one, unless they change. You know, they might change it, but no. But everybody's playing Sunday, Sunday. I don't know. I think for the holiday, they might have it at a set time and quit moving it around because of the players. Uh, I think if the Lions are slated to play early, they'll have them there early so they can get home Christmas uh, Eve and be home for Christmas for with their family. So, but we'll check it out, man. Thank y'all for checking us out. Uh, it's been another uh, dope episode. Foster, I appreciate you. Uh, you can check us out on Motor City Metrics on YouTube. You can also listen to us on all streaming platforms. Just type in Bleachers Speakers, F-F-S-E-N, and you can listen to us. Download that. Uh, download the episode. Uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, 
uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We own all of it. So check us out. We got one more comment I'm going to read off. And Jody confirms that the game is Sunday at 1 o'clock. That is my son. Thank you. Thank you for that information. Sunday at 1 o'clock, I'll be tuned in. So that means we'll be doing a show about 4. 4.30-ish. This depends on the pace of the game. Somewhere around there. You got anything you want to say before we get out of here, Foss? Mm. Defense, man. Defense. Let's get it.